Hey, it's Andy. Welcome or welcome back to the Woodstock City Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download the Woodstock City Church app where you can access all of our recent message content as well as find out about what's going on around Woodstock City Church. And the app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. But most importantly, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. So if you've been tracking with us over the past uh, three weeks, we wrapped up a series last week. We're in this series called Big Reputation, where we were talking about just that, uh, our reputations and how we as the church, as those who make up the church, we are the ones that can begin to repair and to restore the reputation of the local church. The reputation of the local church at an all-time low. And if you missed any of that conversation, I cannot encourage you enough to go back and listen, to hear a little bit more about the kind of church we want to be and will be in this community, in this world, but how we can begin to repair the reputation. I mean, what an opportunity Be Rich has been to do some of that repairing. What you guys did, what you gave, the energy you spent serving, and the money that you gave, all of it came in, and then every single penny of it went out to organizations that are doing an incredible work helping people. And what an opportunity it's been for us to reflect the very words of Jesus. In part three of our series, we looked at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter five, and he, where he tells us he commands you and me as those that are Jesus followers to be the salt of the earth. So don't lose your saltiness. He says, you are the light of the world. So let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Be rich has been an incredible opportunity for you and I as a church and even individually in our moments to shine, to be the salt of the earth. Your generosity, it's unbelievable. You stepping up and doing for someone else, even though they got nothing to give you, is unbelievable. I think it's one of the most compelling things about our faith, that Jesus calls us to do for others, even if we can we get nothing in return. That for us to step up and to do something for someone that can give us nothing back, it's unbelievable. It's countercultural, but it represents the heart of Jesus well. And you guys, and we did as a church, did that so well. But in a moment of full transparency, if you might allow, asking you guys to give to be rich, it's pretty easy, honestly. It's an easy ask. Hey, give every penny you give will go directly out to these organizations. It's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with it. But it was an easy ask, honestly. Andy talked about this idea a few years ago, Andy Stanley a few years ago, and it's, it's never left to me. It's always kind of been percolating in my mind. Um, what that is, giving to be rich, is what I call or what he called, and I love this, giving 1.0. Giving spontaneously to help immediately. Giving spontaneously to help immediately. And so many of you did that. You give, you, you gave when you were asked, you met immediate needs. We were able to fund projects. When we did the whole 39.95 ask, so many of you jumped in on the 39.95. In fact, I ran an iPad out there and I don't know if you're just showing off or what, but every time someone came to iPad, they gave more than 39.95, okay? You guys went above and beyond. You gave above and beyond. And you gave millions of dollars, several millions of dollars that we collected. And you guys gave generously to be rich. I love watching our church and watching you step up into these moments. It makes me so proud, not even just as the lead pastor of this church, but just to be able to be a part of this community and a part of this church. It makes me so proud to say I go to Woodstock City because of moments like these when we can give spontaneously to help 
immediately. However, do you know what makes be rich possible? Do you know what makes giving 1.0 possible? Do you know what makes what we did collectively throughout Be Rich possible? Giving 2.0. Giving 2.0 is planned percentage priority giving. Giving 2.0 is what makes giving 1.0 possible. That for so many of you, you're giving 2.0. You, you, you have a percentage uh, that you give. You have a plan for how you're gonna support your local church. You've chosen a percentage and you just give that. Now, you, you don't have to wait to be asked to give, you just give it. You have a plan to give first and then live on the rest. You've chosen to use the resources that God has given you to help build the church for the next generation, just like the generation before you did for you. That you are ensuring that this church will continue to be the light of the world long after we are gone. Now, why is, is this powerful? Why is this important to talk about? And I kind of teased it a little bit, but planned giving makes spontaneous giving possible. Planned giving makes spontaneous giving possible. What do I mean by that? Here's what I mean by that. Our churches, and this is crazy, raised several million dollars in four weeks, and all of it went out. In four weeks, we raised several million dollars. But do you know how long that took? That took us 26 years. When I was seven or eight years old, there was a group of people that had this idea for a church in Alpharetta. And they wanted to build a different kind of church a church that was gonna inspire people to follow Jesus, but they also wanted to be a church and create a church that unchurched people would love to attend, an outward-facing church that wouldn't be just inward-focused, focusing on who was here, but always focused on the mission of Jesus to seek and to save the lost. When I was seven or eight years old, a group of people said, we're gonna do church differently. Our first campus in Alpharetta began. And people just like you, in fact, there might be some of you in the room that were a part of that crew, but a group of people just like you, they gave, they had a plan to give and they bought land with it. They eventually built a building, built it, and then they paved a parking lot with it so that people could show up to experience Jesus at this church. And then they created environments for our kids and for our students to experience and learn about the love of Jesus and they had planned giving so that we could give, so we could buy audio equipment and video equipment to make ministry possible. And so many of you, here we are years later, and the reason why Woodstock City Church is what it is, and the reason why we are where we are, and in the facility that we have, and in the building that we have, and having the influence that we have, is because so many of you gave. You had a plan for giving. You were a 2.0 kind of giver. You had a plan, you made it a priority, you had a percentage. And we are where we are today because of you. We can do all that we do week in and week out because of you. And now, here's the cool thing. Week in and week out, because of your generosity, we can do ministry and impact people's lives and at the same time can raise millions of dollars in four weeks and give it all away. Planned giving makes spontaneous giving possible. And what's so cool is the reason why, the reason why Be Rich can happen, and the reason why this church exists is because so many of you have a plan for how you plan to support your local church financially. And so I just want to say, 
thank you. Thank you for what you gave. Thank you for what you've given. Thank you for allowing us to do what we do week in and week out. And for those of you that might call this church home, if, you're, if you don't call this church home, you get a pass, great to see you. If you're not a Jesus follower, just keep coming back. Don't worry about anything else. But if you're a Jesus follower and you call this place home, and maybe you don't have a plan for how you wanna support your local church financially, I wanna encourage you, maybe, just consider. Maybe talk about it on the way home. Maybe just mull it over in your head. You don't have to give me an answer now. To consider having a plan for how you wanna support your local church financially. Have a plan, develop a plan, think of a plan for what works for you and your family, about what it might look like. If this is your home church, church or church, whichever one, Donald Duck showed up today, um, <laughs> for how you might be able to support this church, your church, financially. Now, here's, here's, here's why I want you to, 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 to develop a plan. It's not because if you don't develop a plan, we're gonna shut down the doors tomorrow. No, if I'm just being totally transparent, we're, 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 gonna, be, we're gonna be fine. It's being real, right? Um, but the reason why I want you to have a plan um, is because, and maybe this is just true for me, but I would imagine it's true for you. Here's what's kind of true about the psychology of, of human beings. We prefer, prefer intervention over prevention. We prefer, prefer intervention over prevention. What do I mean by that? Um, I do not get my teeth cleaned every six months at the dentist. So when I go every two, I pay for that. You know what I'm saying? Like my, I, if I just went every six months like my insurance pays for, um, my teeth would be fine and my gums wouldn't get shattered every two years when I go and there's actually a problem, okay? We prefer intervention rather than prevention. We ignore our health. And then eventually, whenever there's a problem, we go to the doctor. That we ignore marriage fundamentals. And then when there's a problem, we go to a counselor or at worst, a lawyer. That we might be undisciplined in our finances and we just kind of keep moseying along until that debt gets a little too big. And then we go talk to somebody about how to have financial peace. And then we go to a debt consolidator. We do this all the time whether we realize it or not, we just kind of wait until there's a problem. Intervention rather than prevention. But come on, you know this is true. Prevention is better than intervention. Whenever we can help it, prevention is better than intervention. Preventing a problem is better than intervention. I have a, I have a slide here, sorry. Prevention is better than intervention. And here's, here's why this is such an interesting idea, because it spills over into our giving. Here's what I mean, is that, and I get this, again, I get this, it's easier for us to give to a problem that we can see rather than giving to preventing a problem we can't see. It's, honestly, it feels more fun to give to a problem that we can't see. I'm gonna give to this problem. I'm gonna give to this relief effort. I'm gonna give to this project. It's a lot easier and maybe even more fun to immediately see the difference. Yeah, I'm gonna give to a problem that I can't see. We're really, really good at that. But it's not as easy. And if we're being honest, sometimes it doesn't feel as fun to give to prevent a problem that we can't see. But I don't know about you. I wanna be in the business of preventing problems. Anytime I can prevent a problem. And here's what's true. Planned giving to an outward facing church is preventative. 
Plan giving to an outward facing church is preventative. We talked about this for two weeks in our series that we are going to be the type of church that does not lose focus of the mission of Jesus. We are going to be outward facing more than we are inward facing. We're not interested in just creating a Sunday morning club for people that have it all together. We wanna be out in the world. We want this place to reflect the heart of Jesus. And so we want to reach those that are far from God. We want to show those that there is hope in Jesus. We want to show those that don't follow that there is another way, there is a new way, there is a life that leads to fullness on this side of heaven. And it's all about Jesus. It's the kind of church we wanna be. And planned giving to an outward facing church is preventative. Like, I could probably give you stats. I'm sure we could, we could get them, I'm sure. On how many children that we are partnering with through fostering together that are currently in the foster care system and how many supporting mentors we have, we could certainly get that data and I could tell you that number. But you know what I can't tell you? I can't tell you how many kids never had to leave their homes and enter the foster care children because of the influence that this church had on their parents. You know what I, you know what I can't tell you? I can't tell you how many of our inside out students are leaving high school and walking across that, straight, that stage with a diploma and they have more fond memories than they do regrets because of the influence that this church had on their face. I can't tell you the number of college students that never got behind a steering wheel intoxicated, that never made relationship decisions that were gonna follow them for the rest of their life because of the influence that this church had on their faith. I can't tell you the number of marriages that were saved before they got to the brink of not even being salvageable anymore because of the influence of this church. I can't tell you how much pain and heartbreak is prevented in the lives of our families and the people that call this church home because of the influence that this church had on their faith. Planned giving to an outward facing church is preventative. And here's why this gets me so excited. Just putting all my cards on the table here. Be rich might be over, but this church isn't done yet. Be rich might be over. And just to be clear, we're gonna be a church that does both. We're gonna keep giving to these organizations. We can't do what Hope Quest does. We can't do what Goshen Valley is doing. We can't do what Must Ministry is doing. We are going to keep partnering with these organizations and we're gonna keep on going in these initiatives and we wanna continue to, to fund what they're doing and give wind in their sails and help them go further faster. We are going to be in the business of helping those that are helping intervene people that need help and need Jesus and need help. But I also want us to be the kind of church that's gonna say, hey, but we also wanna be the kind of church that reaches people, that gives them hope, that helps them find life, before they feel hopeless, before they look anywhere else to find the thing that only Jesus could give them. I also wanna be in the business of prevention because here's what's true. Following Jesus, it's gonna make your life better. It's gonna make you better at life. It's not gonna make your life perfect, but it's gonna give you hope when you feel hopeless. It's gonna give you purpose when you have none. It's gonna give you an anchor for your soul. It's gonna give you fulfillment that nothing else or no one else on this earth can give you. So be rich might be over. 
And I want us to celebrate all that God did through you and your generosity during Be Rich. But I'm also believing in the future of this church and all that God is going to do and all the lives he is going to reach and all the hearts that he is going to change and all the students whose trajectories are gonna be changed forever because a group of people decided to say, I wanna build a church that's going to outlive me. I'm gonna build a church that's gonna outlive me and influence the next generation. So here's the ask, here's the ask. Would you consider becoming a 2.0 giver? Would you consider, would you consider becoming a 2.0 giver? Would you consider what it might look like to pick a percentage, to figure out a plan for what it might look like for you to be a 2.0 kind of giver, to figure out what it might look like to give first and then live on the rest? And it's not about the amount, it's about the plan. Like if you love this church, if your family loves this church, you're not opposed to this idea. Maybe you just haven't thought about putting a plan together. And maybe... You just need to set up recurring giving. You can do it online, do it in the app. Can I just be honest? That's how me and my family give. And I probably just wouldn't give if it wasn't recurring because I'd forget, okay? Take all the spirituality of it. I mean, I just, it's easy. I forget it or I set it and I forget it in the best possible way. So maybe you need to set up what it might look like. How can I set up recurring giving? How can I automate it? This is what I wanna do. So I'm gonna use these tools to help me do what I wanna do that I might fail to do if it was just up to me. And I get it. If you don't trust me, not offended. If you don't trust this church, not offended. Here's what I would ask. One, what do you wanna know? Let's talk. I'm in the rotunda. I'd love to chat. There's something that could help you trust us. And if you don't trust this church, find a church you do trust and figure out what it might look like to support that church and what they're doing and how they might be able to carry on and be the light of the world because of your generosity. And last thing I'll say, if you don't, ever become a 2.0 giver. You know what's gonna happen? We're still gonna be here. We're still gonna be here for your family. And we're still gonna be here for your kids. And we're gonna, we're gonna love you and we're gonna lead you and serve you the best that we can because Jesus is there for us every single day, loving us and he served us on the cross and so we're gonna continue to do that regardless. But I'm just telling you, I'm believing that the best days of this church are ahead. I wanna be a part of something bigger than this space outside of these walls and bigger than myself. And the way to ensure that your life doesn't end when yours does is to continue to give it away while you are still here. So I cannot wait to see what God does through your generosity and and our willingness to follow him wherever he leads. And as we continue to give, as we continue to learn what it might look like to be a 2.0 kind of giver, it will continue to make Be Rich possible. It will continue to multiply the influence of this church beyond our wildest imaginations. And what I hope is that what we did this year with Be Rich, we do even more next year and more the year after. And so in the spirit of seeing the impact of this church, in the spirit of seeing um, the impact that this church can have whenever there is an army of 2.0 kind of givers that's like, I'm gonna give my life away so that this thing can grow.